My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! Yo, is this a dog? What? Is this thing a dog? A dog? Yes. What? What kind of dog do you think it is, mate? I don't know. I'm not familiar with all the breeds. I'm gonna go with Afghan Hound. This winner's an Afghan hound, buddy thumbs. Oh my god, is it a werewolf? I wanted to meet a werewolf forever. Yo, they shot me into a werewolf? Right. Yo, let me out. I do not a werewolf. <laughs> hey, hey, he's not a werewolf, okay? He's a weasel. He's harmless. I mean, he's not harmless. He's killed 27 children, but, you know, we got him to, I think, he's agreed to do this. Hey, everybody. This is Pop Horror Review, the movie podcast. I am Matt, along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. Ooh, that was very loud, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's excited. Uh, and today, we are talking, I guess because it's the movie we're talking about, we are talking about The Suicide Squad um, in theaters and on HBO Max. Jimmy, would you like to grace us with a summary? Sure. A collection of nutty cons at Bell Rev Reeve. What the fuck? A collection of nutty cons at Bell Rev uh, Reeve. R-E-V-E, that's like Rev. Reeve. Rev, it's the same. It's like no. read and read or read and read, okay. whatever it is. A collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve. 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 Okay. A collection of nutty cons at Bell Reeve Prison join the super secret, super shady Task Force X as they are dropped off at a remote enemy infused island of Corto Maltese, trekking through the jungle, teeming with militant militant adversaries and guerrilla forces at every turn the squad is on a search and destroy mission i feel like we were okay. just learning someone like watching someone learn to read for the first time <laughs> I think can, I, can i please do this next time because like it is so painful watching you two and i want to see if this that was bad <laughs> i want to see if the curse like befalls me as well <laughs> <laughs> maybe just after you do it like how many times have you been doing this now jimmy like what couple like 10 couple weeks maybe after like a couple weeks you just it just it almost just becomes like, I can't do it anymore. It looks like Bell Rev. Well, it's not. Let me, for context, guys, like literally right before we started recording, Jimmy asked point blank, is it Rev or Reeve? And I'm like, it's Reeve. It's Reeve. And he's like, okay. And then what does he do? He says Bell fucking Rev. Rev. No, what does he do? He says Rev. And then 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 we say Reeve. And then he says Rev. So that was pretty much the... Three minutes later now. If, we can, I, if only the I podcast can right. be like three minutes later, but you don't see it. So. I think I'm right. Okay, you can be right then, Jim. You are very wrong. I'm calling DC Comics and asking them. Okay. Uh, but anyway, the Rotten Tomato score for the Suicide Squad is 91% critics, 84% audiences, and the drink today is called Project Starfish. It is mango juice, pineapple juice, lemonade, lime juice, and cut, uh, cut up dragon fruit and bourbon. Ooh. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Fun is it, fact. Is it, is it like a is it like a, a starfish looking drink? It's like pink, so I guess. Okay. My here's my little it, I literally we had a unused Starbucks drink in the fridge, so I just tinkered with it and played around with it and there's our drink. When you say unused Starbucks drink, what the fuck does that mean? Oh, I got one for free and then Jimmy didn't want it and then I didn't want it, so it just sat in our fridge and then I was like, "Oh, we should use okay. this for a drink." Now it sounds less delicious. It, when you make it, it'd be fresh. But you know, we gotta—we're in a pandemic. We gotta use what we have. You—you act like, like we have no <laughs> access to actual <laughs> drinks, and that like our only choice is to drink like our own piss. Um. Anyway, we're gonna shotgun some facts now. Number one, the suicide—the Suicide Squad was released August fifth, twenty twenty-one. That is exactly 
five years after the first Suicide Squad came out in 2016. Intentional? I don't know. Uh, number two, James Gunn wanted Dave Bautista to play Peacemaker, but Bautista turned it down for the lead role in Zack's, Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Thank God. That would have been horrible. Uh, yeah. I know. That would have been really bad. I don't think I would have liked Peacemaker as much if it was him. No offense to Dave Bautista, but John Cena He's just, did better. He's not charismatic. Charismatic. Like, mm-hmm. As Drax, it's like, people are like, he's great as Drax. I'm like, he has like monotone, like one syllable, like three sentence lines. Like he just doesn't have that, that special thing that John Cena has. But like even in Army of the Dead, like he was fine, but like he is supposed to be that, he's supposed to be that kind of like brooding, like monotone person. Peacemaker is like the opposite of that. So I don't think it would have done as well. Um, Do you think he, do you think he made, do you think? He made the right choice of popularity-wise? Like, do you think he made the right choice of the most popular project? Because Army of the Dead was pretty popular. Yes. Because he was killed off in Army of the Dead. (laughs) But I mean, like, for, like, I mean, but he's in the, he's in the prequel. He's in not the prequel. He's in the comic book, not the comic book. The animated? Yes, he's in the animated thing. Yeah, that is a prequel. Oh, is it a prequel? Oh, I guess it's a prequel, yeah. Um, He's dead, so it has to be a prequel. (laughs) But I get, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, Oh, what peacemaker? Well, he would have got his own show. What he has got? You think they would have made the show if it, if it what if no. it wasn't John Cena? No. No, I think John Cena is the reason why they're making the show. Okay. Anyway, the third one is Kelly also told me this one, but I also found it online, so I figured it it'd be fun to say it. Uh, in the beginning of the film, Savant kills a yellow bird. Later, being killed by after being killed off by Amanda Waller for attempting to desert the mission, a yellow bird feasts on his floating corpse. Uh, in the comics, Savant was a rival and later an ally of the Birds of Prey. So that was a little Easter egg. Birds. Birds. There were a lot of birds in this movie. There were. For Birds of Prey, maybe. I don't know. I think it was like, a yeah, I think it was like references to Birds of Prey. Like the only movie they referenced from the DCEU, pretty much. Did they reference it many times? Yeah, because, I mean, she every time she talks, she always referenced, like, her uh, abusive boy, ex-boyfriend. How next time, if she found a boyfriend, there was red flags and all that. Oh, how she hated you, personalized license plates. Yeah. And how she was like, you can't kill children. Mm-hmm. So, but one thing I was like thinking of just randomly, I was like, why didn't they, I mean, like, it would have been great if Harley like went on the plane in the beginning with an egg sandwich, <laughs> that, that beautiful egg sandwich. But I heard that from, from what, what did I, I heard that um, James Gunn just kind of wrote it. Did he write it before that even came out? That I think he wrote this whole movie before that even came out. And also, I like, didn't consult with anyone. He just, like, wrote his own versions, which I was like, that's a little risky to well, do. he did that with Peacemaker, too. He just wrote it during the the, the, the quarantine. Yeah, but you know what's good. You know, you, you wrote the first Peacemaker story, so that's yeah, different. But, but he didn't, he had, like, he just, like, literally wrote it. He was like, ah, for shits and giggles, let me just write this eight-episode, ten-episode uh, TV show. And then HBO was like, oh, no, we'll, we'll make that. So, like, I he, think Warner... Like I don't yeah. think they gave her like they didn't make him change anything. If that's that's what it is. I think they're scared to lose him, so they're like, do what you want. They knew like how much of a gem they got when they got um James Gunn, so they were just like, We are not gonna interfere with him at all. Like yeah. let him reign free. Um for the fu- for shotgun facts, number four, I have no idea I never knew this, and it was uh, actually a fun one to read. David uh had the polka dot man, how do you pronounce his last name? Yes. yes, I'm not even gonna try. I, mean, I would need to see it in order to say it. Uh, he was born with polka dot man. Yeah, he was born with the disease Viltigo, I believe it's called, a skin condition that causes spots to appear on the skin in various places, and was even nicknamed polka dots as a kid. Having the stigma allowed him to really get into the character. 
So I was like, he was very weirdly good in this. And I was like, that makes more sense. Personal. It's personal It's just story. funny because he's playing uh, multiple character DC characters too. This is like his, what, second or yeah, He played, what, Abracadabra or whatever. He, played on the, he was on The Flash. He was mm-hmm. in Dark Knight. He was mm-hmm. in... Um, was he in anything else? I know, I know he was in like Mar- and then Ant-Man, but I, he was in something else in DC, I believe. I can't remember though. I think, but I think it's, that might be it. It's just like funny. Cause it's like, he finally gets like front and center and like, it was great. Cause it's like, he did such a great job in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and my final one is James Gunn considered using Livewire, Mambat, Chemo, KGB, Knockout, Gunhawk, Mr. Freeze, Killer Frost, Deathstrokes, Black Spider, Salman Grundy, Punch and Jewel, I think that's how you pronounce it, Rainbow Creature, and Black Manta before setting, before picking the characters you see in the movie for the Suicide Squad. There was one you said in the beginning. It was, it was Livewire? Like, no, it was after Livewire. Uh, Manbat? Chemo? Yeah. Oh. No, no, Manbat would have been good. I would love to see Mr. Freeze or Kill the Frost just because like... Mm, no, mm. I don't think, I don't think because they're such big villains, but they're just to be killed off most likely in this movie. I mean, like besides Arnold Schwarzenegger and stuff like that, and besides The Flash, you don't, I want to see like a they put a lot of money into the character version of those two because I feel like those would be cool ones to see in the movies. Uh, No offense to the ones in The Flash, but it's just like the budget isn't as good. So I I think more more Killer Frost than than Mr. Freeze. Has Mr. Freeze ever been in the Suicide Squad? I don't know. Because I know Killer Frost has, so... I just, I prefer that not to happen for the Suicide Squad just for the fact that, like, I just feel like one of the issues that they found with the first movie was that they use too many well-known villains that it's like now they can't because the DCU has changed so much. Like they can't even use half those villains anymore. So like Captain Boomerang, he, well, he died in this movie, but it's like can't use him anymore. Deathstroke is like Ben Affleck's um, Deathstrokes. Or, I mean, oh my God, Deadshot. Is Ben Affleck's Deadshot? You can't use him anymore. So but he was like, going to be in it though. If, if scheduling with that new um, uh, Serena Williams movie didn't c- conflict, they said he was in it, and that's why the only no, reason he yeah. dropped out. But I also just think that they also realized just like from doing that movie that using such huge villains and with the changing like landscape of the DCU, that it's just kind of like it's better to use more obscure villains than ones that could be actually main like yeah. main villain characters in their feature films. I mean, like, also like, that's what the suicide squad was. It was always like more B B rate characters anyway. And Harley Quinn. Yeah. And Harley Quinn. Like to an extent. Yeah. But it's like killer croc could be a main villain, not like a main main villain, but he's like big enough to be like a side villain in like a Batman movie. Same, he could be like, a main villain in like the HBO max shows. Probably. I bet you if they like more of the smaller scale stuff. Yeah, like for the smallest girl stuff, but for feature films, he is like well known enough that he could be a like a side villain in like a feature film. So that's why I'm just like, I think they realize like it's better for us to kind of go the more obscure route. So like less connections, like just oh, because yeah. the DCU never connects again. I didn't realize Savant was part of the Birds of Prey and I kind of wish they didn't kill him off because I, if they ever made a sequel, that would be fun to see like him. I feel like he would be cool in those movies. But I mean, obviously, I mean, well, not the well, multiverse, if they make, anything. If, if, they, if they make a sequel, they can make it before this movie takes place and show that he's the one that got thrown into jail. That is very true. I know time. It's, there's multiverse timeline. So many things. Well, I'd rather, I think, a, a HBO Max series of Birds of Prey than another movie. And maybe actually make them the Birds I of Prey. I think the next Harley Quinn movie must be Gotham City Sirens. If not, I'm going to riot. 
I mean, to be honest with you, I'm still, I would like that. I'm still I need, for. I need, I need Poison Ivy. And, yeah, I, I need, need Poison Harley Ivy and Harley. Poison Ivy. I'm still, I'm for Gotham City Sirens, but I also am for, I mean, it doesn't make sense as much now with after Birds of Prey, but I want to see more of Jared Leto and her, especially after you see him in Snack Snyder's Justice League. It's just that he was, he just makes it so much more interesting now because they actually let him like have fun with the character and not reshoot it to what they want. Or try um, to be like a fucking gangster. Yeah, I mean, I didn't hate that, but the other version was better. And before we go into the movie, I, I, I know I was talking to Jimmy about this, but Kelly, did you hear that? Like, I didn't realize James Gunn was so opposed to the HBO Max uh, same day same day release. Did you hear anything about this? I don't think that's true. I literally read an article today with an interview from him saying that he doesn't give a shit. That's what I said. I, because I remember when it first came out, he was one of like the big people like saying, no, I don't want to, I don't want this to happen, blah, blah, blah. And then like recently I've read like articles with the title being like, Jaws isn't a classic because people saw it in theaters. They saw it yeah. on TV. So I'm like, what is it, James Gunn? What do you want? But at the same, I mean, because the one, the thing I saw, like the, the thing that some, I don't but know where. He, I, he said he was very highly influenced by it after doing Peacemaker. He said like. So maybe after it changed he did, his mind. Yeah, like, I think he changed his mind because, like, you said he wrote Peacemaker, what, during quarantine, you said, Jimmy? Yeah. So, like, he said, like, in that interview, because I read that interview today, that's why I was, like, really confused when you said that to me, that he, so he said, um, after doing Peacemaker and working on it and seeing, like, more upfront the medium of television, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, about same day streaming. He must so have changed think, his mind because I'm because yeah. I do because they said like he would never mention when promoting it HBO Max he would always say in IMAX and I remember I I remember that I remember him never really saying it but he could have changed his mind uh, after doing Peacemaker or he, maybe he wants I, to do more stuff on those like smaller scale like like more TV show stuff now that he's got a little taste of it I don't know well yeah I don't think he's ever done television James Gunn I don't think so no I don't so, think like, he has. Yeah, so I think it's like when he once he got like a taste, especially like Peacemaker being on HBO or HBO Max, like the budget and the types of things he could do, especially story wise. I think he like kind of like was like television isn't too bad if you're on the right network. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nate and I'm Andrew and we are the hosts of Two Beards Please podcast. I asked him if he'd ever done this before. He said that he had. So you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table? Just before we start, right. So you didn't think to ask these questions nah. like in a consultation visit? I really or didn't something care. I just wanted lines. to prolong the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as I could. I also had some adults come to my door, not with kids. Did you give them candy? I did. What's wrong with you? What's they deserve apples. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? <laughs> okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. <laughs> laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. Let's dive right into the movie. Start off with our usual. Did we like it? Yes. Yes, I loved it. It was. It was very. I mean, it's top. It's not my favorite DC DCEU movie, but it's in my top five. Oh I, no, Wonder Woman is still my top. I think my I think my top five is like the um, what is it? Wonder Woman, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then this is tied with like Birds of Prey for me. And then is that four? And then Man of Steel. 
Mine is uh, Wonder Woman. This movie, Suicide Squad, Zack Snyder's Justice League, Shazam. And, oh my God, what was my fourth one? I, I, prob- I guess I had another one. It wasn't Birds of Prey, though. I think it might have been Aquaman. No, it wasn't Aquaman. Maybe it was Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. We'll put Birds of Prey in there. Jimmy? I think mine's up there. I mean, I think it's behind Wonder Woman and Birds of Prey. Probably number three. And then you have Shazam and mm-hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League. But I don't know if I count Zack Snyder's Justice League as a DCEU movie because I feel like it's... it's not canon. Yeah, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I know, I but it's... I mean... And Warner Brothers is going to do anything with it. It's, I mean, but it has the same character. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I know it's not canon, but I can, I put it in that whole umbrella because it's just technically it's the same story that the, I mean, it's the same characters and all that. They're continuing and stuff. But I recently saw Rotten Tomatoes and like had like this and Wonder Woman and Shazam. I think had the highest ones. Man of Steel has a very low one, and I'm not sure that was. Yeah, I it's like that in the came 50s. out that people were surprised at how low that was. It's a. Pr- I, f- I feel like I rewatching. It's yeah. not that bad. I don't think Man of Steel is as bad as people think. I mean, oh no, I don't think Man of Steel is bad at all. Like after Batman versus Superman came out, I rewatched it, and I've also rewatched Man of Steel recently, and it's like, for me, like it pisses me off because for me, I'm just like Zack Snyder. Like this was actually a pretty good movie. Why the fuck did you change this entire aesthetic for Batman versus Superman? I have a it, feeling that was more studio. Do you think? Yeah, because they no, had the director's I, cut. I don't. Yeah, but even with the director's cut, which I, is infinitely better than the theatrical, when you watch Man of Steel, the aesthetic on it is completely different than Batman versus Superman. Like, there's like obviously the fight scene with them flying is CGI, but it's like they have a practical ship, you know things like that, like for him to go through, it's just like, I don't know. I think, I don't know, Matt, did you say you recently rewatched Man of Steel? No, it's been a while, but I remember when I watched it, I was like, this is much better than I, like, I feel like what people say and then I I remember it also. So like, I think like if you two ever get, like you guys should rewatch Man of Steel and just like see how different the aesthetic is from what he did with Batman versus Superman. And it's like, if he had kept on that road where it wasn't all just CGI heavy, and like slow motion fights and stuff like that, I think Batman versus Superman would have been in so much better, even like with with the director's cut and stuff, because it's just it's it's different. It's more Dark Knightish. That's what. Well, that was also Christopher Nolan was that was the last movie he um, produced for the DC films, and I think that's why it's like that because Dark Knight was very like when they could, they were as practical as the, it was like this movie. They were practical as much as they could be, and I think. Mm-hmm. Once Nolan left, I think I feel like the, the the studio wanted to push to like look more. They wanted something a different look, because what came out in between? Did anything come out in between Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel? No, not superhero wise from DC. So. Oh, okay, then maybe I don't know. I feel like that that I feel like a reason they were trying to. Get, I feel like because they knew it wasn't like the bat, the Dark Knights anymore or the Batman Christopher Nolan Batman's anymore, so they wanted to distance themselves maybe. Because I, I do vaguely remember Batman vs. Superman. I vaguely remember what you're talking about. It was much more typical Jack, Zack Snyder. Or maybe that's yeah, why. Exactly. Maybe they, they let him go and they kind of let him do his thing. And Man of Steel was almost like a Guardians 1 with compared to Guardians 2 where like you had a little, you he you gave him more free control. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but like, yeah, if you guys watch Man of Steel you'll, and then like just think of Batman vs. Superman, you'll just be like, there's such a different aesthetic to this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so different. Like even the way the CGI was done, like because, you know, Zack Snyder has a tendency to do like unrealistic looking CGI like video games. 
exactly. And Man of Steel, it's like, yes, there's CGI, but it's like tried to make realistic CGI, not like stupid, like cartoony shit. Yeah. But back to the, the Suicide Squad, I really liked it. I just can't say I loved it for like two reasons. And I've told both of you this reasons, but it's just one is that like I, I never got that, they, except for a couple of the characters, I never got that they were really villains and they more felt like a Guardians group, like a ragtag group kind of coming together for me personally. And I feel like, like me and Kelly were talking about this. Maybe if I maybe knew about some of them more in before watching it or if they like some of their, like Kelly had like a great idea if their marketing was like showing how kind of the, like how they all got to prison and I saw those, I think I may have maybe would not have this problem because I just think it's like, that was like the beginning. I was like, well, how, how are like these people don't like they, he did too good of a job making them likable from the start. And they were like, and not giving them that journey. Cause like they just, he just made them more likable. Like some of the, like some of the people, especially the ones who lived for most of the movie. The one good thing the original suicide squad did. And it really, there really wasn't much was it showed how the squad or that version of the squad ended up in prison. And I kind of wish they somehow did that in the new one and number two is that harley quinn to me and i hate saying this but i feel like she was kind of useless in this movie she was there just to get people to go to the movies because they love harley quinn and and maybe just for like marketing but like i mean she was good in what she was but it sort of was boring kind of it had nothing to do with the plot i don't know that was just besides that i liked it but but those kind of things brought it down a hair for me or a little bit for me no yeah like i agreed with that like i can't even disagree with it um I think like just one thing in regards to the villains that you also like just have to take into account that the villains that James Gunn chose for this movie aren't like the big super villains. Like they're some of them are like the joke super villains of Mm -hmm. in the DC universe. So it's kind of like, you know, like you're, they're not major players like at all, like Blackguard who Pete, um, I was about to say Wentz (laughs) who, who Pete Davidson played. Like, he's a joke in the DC comics. Like, he's not even, like, a big character. He's, like, barely even in any comics. And I Like, get- he's just kind of, like, a low life. So, it's, like, I think just, like, also recognize that, like, the characters he chose were obscure villains. They were not, they're not big players in the least. And I get that. And, like, I, m- I remember, I think I read somewhere that he literally said, like, oh, they're, they aren't, like, Guardians because they're not as, like... You can tell they're villains. That's the thing. He said you can tell they're villains and killers, but some of them I just couldn't tell that with. And it more just felt like a ragtag group, like the Guardians. And that's why I kind of compare this movie to the Guardians. It's much, this movie is much better than the Guardians 2, but kind of equal to Guardians 1. Um, but I don't know. I feel like maybe James Gunn, he likes to do that kind of stuff where it's like he likes to kind of like, especially with the Harley Quinn thing, mm-hmm. with the, the second Guardians, half that movie is fluff. And I feel like uh, Harley Quinn's aspect of the movie was a little. Maybe with, except for a couple of moments, we're a little more like filler, and like that's no, when yeah. James Gunn needs to be like reined in just just a hair, just a hair. I do agree with you, but I think that Harley just had to be in there for the attraction aspect, as in bringing people in. Then I wish they changed what they did with her. Maybe that's that's what it is. So I think that I I, I agree with you in that like Harley's whole thing. Like I watched this movie four times, and Harley's little dalliance with the the guy the president like even i have to say like i found it i found myself wanting to fast forward through it that's how i felt i never feel like that with a superhero movie i'm like usually i can i can withstand even the most boring parts because it's something's fun happening but that i was like 
okay, like I'm, I'm wait. I wish I can fast forward right now. It's, I want to go back to Bloodsport in them. No, yeah. yeah, it's more during that. But once she kills him, I feel like it, like her character does get a lot better. Then I almost wish yeah, they just yeah. picked up right where like they try to like they find out she's like you don't even see that they just you find out she's alive and they try to pick like try to rescue her. Maybe like I just feel like they could have just toned because then she's kind of useful to the plot. I just feel like James Gunn likes to do that where it's like he just likes to have extra stuff and i'm like a movie sometimes unless you're really good at doing that and to me personally i love him as a director but he's not the best at side stories like it's really good to plot and then the side stories kind of are just there so i don't i don't know but besides that i really did like it i mean it was a vast improvement from the original no yeah i think this movie was i think the pacing was good there were slow parts harley's part was very slow but like, I think the key thing with this movie is the chemistry. The mm-hmm. chemistry between the characters made this movie like that. If this even had like a shitty budget, like a low budget, not a shitty budget, a low budget like Birds of Prey, it still would have been an excellent movie because the chemistry between the main Suicide Squad that they showed, it was just amazing. Like Idris Elba and John Cena, like, oh. Like that's actually what you that whole for. that whole team too was actually very good. Like they, they like, vibe so well. Yeah, and like they and like it was great seeing. Well, it was great seeing Flag and like it, they kind of like totally like retconned his character, which I think they kind of which I was fine with because it's like he had that oh, kind of like um, Flag. <laughs> I know he had uh, R.I.P. Flag. I mean, spoiler for this movie. Am I the only one who was happy that he died and John Cena lived? What? What? No. Yes. yes, I think you are out of the three oh of us. Oh my god! Because, because I was like, I was like, oh my god, John Cena is so good. I don't want him to die. I mean, no, he but does like, eventually, flag. quote unquote, die. My but. only reason why I wanted John Cena to die is because, like, I kind of wanted to, like, because, like, you going into this movie, you really didn't know who was going to die. You knew probably like ninety percent of them were going to die. Well, I have my my issue with the movie is the opening scene. Really, I kind of liked the opening scene because it just was like it. It almost felt like they because it's like a sequel, but it's not really because they almost felt like this has been going on for years now. Like they just pick people and do little missions that you haven't seen, which I kind of liked how they picked it up that way. No, no, it's not. It's not that. Oh, then what it's, is it? It's that they killed off half the cast in the opening scene. I think I would have liked them I to kill that. them off throughout half throughout the movie. This way, because like once they kill them all off, we're like, okay, well, no one's gonna die now until the end of the movie. That's so, not true. Didn't you had um? Wait, no, it is true. Oh, that's true. It I guess the true. last ha- the last third I, act. I, yeah. It is true, I, I but I liked that, it. I think that it would have been better if they, you know, they had killed. I think if they killed uh, Boomerang first, that was that was one of my that and Flag were the biggest shocks I had of the movie. No, that and Polka Dot Man. I mean, I, Polka Dot Man. I felt so bad. I, I felt, felt bad. bad for, I felt bad for everyone who died except like most of the first half because I didn't really know them. No, but I I like that they all died in the beginning because then we would we might have ran into a Guardians two problem where it's like too many fucking characters, too many stories to deal with. I I, I do agree with Kel- like I get you what you're saying, Jimmy, and like that's what I was expect. But I like how they just like didn't do what you were fucking expecting, and like that's rare for like I, I feel like you have to do that now with superhero movies because like there's so many and like it's been going on for so long. So like that I liked. I was just like my jaw was dropped because I'm like, wait, they just killed like half the cast in like this first five minutes like these people have been doing press they only shot for like two weeks that's probably i'm like what is i was like i was more blown behind like the the like behind the scenes aspect of it i was like wait a second these pete davidson was definitely on set for like a day we all knew that pete davidson wasn't last in the opening scene no i know because he wasn't even like some of the posters but mongol and stuff like that i thought she was definitely going to be a big thing because like 
she did all of the press. She did like DC fandom and everything. And I was like, all these bitches are dead. She had like two words. She said two lines. She was like, I got this flag or whatever. And then I couldn't tell. I was like, when she was screaming on the helicopter, I was like, wait, is is she screaming in like glee or is she screaming in absolute terror? Because then it's like, if it's terror, why did you grab onto the helicopter? Yeah, that I was I even from the trailer I wasn't sure what was happening there. And I was like, well, I guess we'll find out during the movie and I was like, no, that was her only scene she was in, so I feel like they had to show her to make sure she wasn't good. Like they show that she's in the movie sort of. I feel like with the I at first with the whole like going back and forth thing with the movie, I wasn't a fan of it until I saw it the second time and I liked it a lot more. And I wish with that like going back to like the thing about not really knowing these people, I feel like they could have quickly shown her assembling task force one, the one that all died. Cause I feel like then you may, mm-hmm. I may have known about them a little more and maybe that would have fixed my problem. Or maybe I should have just Googled them. I don't know. That could be like a me thing, but like even I was shocked with boomerang. I was kind of hoping they were gonna, um, they were going to keep him for a little longer, but I guess multiverse. So maybe he can come back for the flash movie. And I was kind of a little surprised about savant. I don't know why. Cause maybe cause I mean, it's like a classic trope. I mean, trick that he opens with them and you think, He's going to be there for at least a little bit of the movie, but he wasn't. I think it was just a trick yeah. like to be like, oh, yeah. like, And then it was like, oh, no, he's a coward. He's going to die. Also, it was more he, Michael Rooker was like a more known character to start out with. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's true. Um, I think the action scenes were excellent in this movie. Oh, no, they were. The action I, scenes were so good. Like Harley yeah. Quinn's is the standout for sure. That was the only but, thing I was like, okay, fine. You can keep her in because it means that her great action like was that sequence when she is got there. the javelin. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, I, was like, like, I was like, wait, do I want her to not have a javelin with her all the time? Like, like that was all like that. At first I was like, okay, this seems a little like fluff, but then I was like, okay, it comes back later. So I guess well, I know why he put it in there. But yeah. So like praise to action. Like, I feel like we don't even need to talk about how good the music was. Like, the music's always excellent. It was, I mean, he's very good at that. He has, like, an ear for, like... Because that's what the... Okay, so I rewatched the... I watched this one, and then the next day... So, like, literally, I saw it on Friday. Saturday, I watched, I watched the 2016 one, and then um, and then we went again to the theaters um, on, like, like two days later. So, like, I feel like they were trying... Warner Brothers was trying to achieve what James Gunn did with the music, but just... The original one, every time they put a song, it was the wrong song in the wrong place. It was just so bad. I don't know, but that album did really well. No, the music, I love that the, album. The music is good. I'm not saying the music's not good, but where they put it in the movie does not work for anything. Where James Gunn put certain songs, it just kind of it just kind of flowed naturally. You know what? When Harley Quinn's in a movie, the music's gonna be good. That's all I'm gonna say. Well she well You're no, not wrong. But but right. I mean, Birds yes. Birds of Prey. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not I listen about, to that album all the time. I'm not talking about Birds of Prey, but I'm like, are you talking about the music itself or, or how it works with the movie? Both. But the first Suicide Squad, it didn't work with the movie. But the music was excellent. But you said both, though. Yeah, I Jimmy. Mean, I don't remember really where the music was. I just remember that album. Because that's what I thought, too. Because I remember reading reviews about the Suicide Squad, and they're like, they were like, it's a, because David Ayer was like, I had no pop songs. And I was like, was there really that many pop songs in the movie? Uh, there are. Every every five seconds, there is a pop song. I mean, yeah. I heard Heathens on the radio the other day. And I was like, that's. The new song, Rain, is really good. Is that what it's called, right? It's Rain? Yeah. yeah that I listen really to that all the time. And I also put on the Suicide Squad album, like, at least like once or once a week or so. Because I'm just like, this is such a good one. But the, the original one. But. Yeah. It's just like Suicide Squad. At least you're gonna get good music for that. The only two things that the, the uh, two movies have in common is good music. Yeah, and that I mean, I feel like 
the Suicide Squad movies are just in general fun because like the villains don't have to follow the typical hero stuff they need to do. Like, oh, like I I need to not kill. It's like they just it's more fun in that way. So that makes the action more fun. And even specifically the action scene with Flag and um, Peacemaker. I like happened to notice the second time I watched it. I was like, this is just like a messy fight. And I like I love how it's not like per like it fit with each character that did stuff like it fit. And I was like, I love how like their fight wasn't there. It was messy because they're like half like beaten up and they just, like can't fight anymore, but they have to until someone dies. I just like the rating, the R rating really helped. And it's just like, I really have to say, like, I know we said it briefly, but like John Cena and Idris Elba really carried this movie. The chemistry and everyone, there was a lot of strong acting, but Idris Elba and John Cena were definitely the standouts, like the two of them. I just wanted to see them on screen, like constantly, in my opinion. I don't know if I say John Cena carry the movie. I definitely agree with you with the blood sport, but I think Ratcatcher 2 and Rat- King oh, yeah. Shark. All I wanted was Ratcatcher 2 no, and think Peacemaker. I don't know. I love Ra- King Shark. Like, I, I don't know why. It was just like how it was weird. I, I don't know what it was about King Shark, but I was like, I want to give this guy he a was, hug. He was okay. Ratcatcher too. I can't believe I didn't even bring her up because I absolutely loved and adored her. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, that was your favorite I person. loved and adore her, but the thing is, it's just like the chemistry between, okay, the chemistry between Ratcatcher, Peacemaker, and Bloodsport was like, that's what you look for in a movie, especially with characters. Like, that's like the type of chemistry that you're looking for, where it's just like, it flows so naturally and it's like, okay, you have, you're saying Peacemaker. I think Peacemaker helped carry this movie. I th- I loved him, but I don't know if he I don't know if he carried the movie for me. I was more like well, Bloodsport. To me, it was like the per- the people that I thought were like I wanted to see all the time are like Bloodsport, Ratcatcher Two, and King Shark for me personally. Oh no, I wanted to see Ratcatcher Two, Bloodsport, and Peacemaker, and actually like, surprisingly Flag. I w- I was shocked how much I was like loving this new version of Flag. Yeah, he was great. That's why I was like when he died, when they showed the fact, when they showed his heart, like the blood spilling out and like it just slowing down. I was like, flag, fuck, no. And like the way the lighting was in that scene, everything was like great with that scene. But I was like, I've what never. About, what about Milton? That I realized halfway through that movie, I was like, oh, this guy's still with them. I was like, this is definitely like a James Gunn thing. When I saw it the third time, I was like, oh my God, he really is with them like the entire fucking time. No one just noticed at all. Yeah. Because they edit because the, he's even that like that like slow mo rain scene. I was like, oh, that's such like a James Gunn thing, like to put like just like the randomest person, just like because I feel like didn't Guardians do that? I can't remember. In I the think, rain, I think not in the so. rain, but just like they put like a random character with them, and like it was they were with them for most of the time. But I can't no. remember. No, I can't remember. Maybe it was a second Deadpool one. did it. it that's <laughs> what. Maybe I'm thinking of Deadpool. Did you realize? Did you read that cat? cat not cat catcher. Uh, rat catcher was supposed to die instead of polka dot man. I think. Yeah, I did. And then there, he was just like, I like could not bring myself to kill her. No, you, especially <laughs> after that like last scene where like with the with uh, Taika Waititi and her, and then it goes back to her like realizing she has purpose. Yeah. I'm like, you cannot kill her. Can we please just like this poor woman who played polka dot man's mother? <laughs> I was just like, every time she came on screen, I'm like, this poor fucking woman, like she is like just literally being used as like an absolute, just for fodder. Like when she was dressed in all of their outfits and just like, and you know, when she was like, when she was supposed to be star of the big fish, I was like, oh my God, they built like a fucking like building for her to actually hit. Like that wasn't CGI. Like they went full out, out normal Godzilla, like building those buildings because I was like, that's a real building that she just punched. But hey, 
this lady's going to come going to like so many cons that then she's going to have a line down her path down her booth so i don't think she's complaining you know what i'm this i'm this weird i'm this like middle-aged woman just like as everyone like the, i don't know how to describe like, the frumpy woman just, leah just doing whatever and i was just like god this poor woman like i just kept thinking that the whole time because it's like Think of it like she probably had to film for maybe two weeks or more because she had to change her outfits and stand in certain positions. And it's just like she had to do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want to bring I mean, I love how that you can tell everything was practical, which I really liked. I was telling this to Jimmy. I feel like the box office may have hurt like like superhero movie like on Warner Brothers, them giving the biggest the big budget for practical because it didn't bring them in anything. Because like, well, it's, I think that's because of COVID. No, and I, and I understand I understand that, but I just like in like thinking as like a studio executive, it was a hundred eighty five million budget plus that I read that it was a hundred dollar a hundred million marketing, so that's almost like three hundred million dollars. And I think it worked. The practical was needed for this movie, like because especially with Starro and all that, that could have become one giant CGI mess, but. I feel like it, I, I, I want it to keep going, but I just feel like it, that might've like instilled in people's minds at studios being like, well, it didn't make money, even though it's COVID. I mean, thinking in their mind, oh, I don't know. Are we going to give that money here? You can use CGI. I, I don't think that, I think this year's kind of like a wash for Warner Brothers that they're kind of just like, we're making as much money as we can. Um, and if we make money this year, that's great. I really don't think they're going to, I think like more like the critics and like well they'll see how much it makes on like on a VOD BVOD in like a month or two. Well, I think that's what they're going to look at. I don't think they're really looking at a box office right now. All the trades yeah. are, but I don't think Warner Brothers executives are really looking at the box office. Well, like I read an article recently that was just like box office numbers are just like they're not important anymore. Like in this type of atmosphere that we're living in, like. I don't think, though, that, like, I get where, what you're saying, Matt, but, like, I really don't, for Warner Brothers, especially as a DC movie, I think they're looking more towards the critics versus the box office at this point. Like, I feel like that's more important to them, critically-wise. Maybe. I'm just thinking of, like, the normal because, Warner like, Brothers. I They're the only other DC movie that has pretty much failed box office-wise is unfortunately birds of prey because all the other movies they made a profit i mean even technically and technically um wonder woman 2 but that was in covid too so yes but i don't count that because like literally like there's no way that was going to make no money. yeah but like birds of prey is really the only one which also was affected a little bit by covid that really didn't make any money but like that's why it's like warner brothers it's like the dc movies it's just like they're critically bad, half of them. So I feel like their focus is on making good movies versus like the box office to an extent. No, in my I, mind, I hope I'm. I hope I'm wrong. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to affect the practical effects. I really just don't. Because this is really, I mean, this is the only one that I can think of in a very long time, Marvel or DC. I guess since Nolan that has had this make that that really felt more grounded in the effects wise, and mm -hmm. it's just like, but then you have Shazam who did critically well. Uh, I mean, it didn't make that much money, but it did, if they're comparing critics, it's like, well, this one did that much well too, and it, we gave them a smaller budget. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just thinking in the terms of a like a like a money hungry studio executive. That's the only reason I'm thinking like that. Yeah, but also don't forget, like Birds of Prey did very very well on 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 demand. 
But that was also a smaller budget. But it was it was still a box office failure. Yes, but 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 like studio executives don't just look at at um at at box office proper anymore. They they look at like everything now. Like in the high like if I'm just looking at the DCU in whole, it's like at this point it's like no one's saying that these movies aren't making money. Mm-hmm. They're making money. It's like for Warner Brothers it's just they want to make good superhero movies. Like I don't, I, think I don't think point. if a smaller director, not James Gunn caliber, like coming off of Guardians and all that, I don't think if a smaller director came and said, "I would love to do a pra- like a more practical movie," I don't think Warner Brothers would sign it off as much as if it was a bigger director. Based what on do you mean sign off, like I, I, like I don't, I think they would give, yeah, I think they would give him a, the director, him or her, a smaller budget, unless it's some like huge. But like Birds of Prey was pretty much practical, versus like like some like only a couple scenes that were actually CGI, but that was pretty much an all practical movie. I don't know. I just, in terms of effects. Suicide Squad, I just like, from what I'm reading about like the amount of practical stuff they actually, like they said that whole opening sequence, they like built a beach. And it's just like the, the amount of detail they went into, they said they probably did more practical than special. I'm just saying like that kind of concept, I, I, I can't help but think, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I can't help but think someone saying, yeah, but I mean, like, you can do it this way, too, and we can give you some practical. I don't know. I might be completely wrong. I just, that was one of the things I thought when I was seeing, yes, the, the reviews are great, but seeing the box office, I just can't help but think. It's also Warner Brothers, who has, in the past, have not a great history with collaboration. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Um, I don't necessarily agree, only because I'm like, we're also, like, with COVID, it's like, we're also having a surge back of COVID. So it's like, if this movie came back, out back when like I would say Godzilla versus Kong Mm -hmm. I think we'd be I think it would be like a very different box office that we would be seeing I mean like Mortal Kombat Mortal Kombat when Mortal Kombat came out yeah but also Mortal I didn't realize Mortal Kombat has the highest like HBO uh, max viewership and then there's this so like maybe they could look at that too I I hope I'm wrong I'm just saying like I, I think it is. I think if it came out during Mortal Kombat, I think Suicide Squad would be turning a major profit right now, like Godzilla versus Kong did. I don't think. I mean, I I, I never thought it was going to do amazing at the box office anyway because of the R rating. Because like I just that you. I think I always felt it was going to do better on HBO Max because you have the younger people who don't have to get their parents to buy a ticket for them. They can just watch it on HBO Max. So. I always thought that was going to be the case, but I mean, I might be wrong. Who who knows? Well, they have a new deal now, so you know Warner Brothers should be hopefully making money again in twenty twenty two. But just with Warner, just with AMC, though, right? Uh, no, the Regal too. Oh, so they have a deal with all the theaters. Yeah, Almost they're, they're the in big the ones of getting all the theaters. Okay, well, that's. I mean, that's good. That I, that was just one of the things I had like automatically thought of. I was just like, I hope this doesn't. I hope it didn't ruin it because it did. It did affect the look of the movie except for that one like you were saying i mean this i'm not comparing it to the jungle cruise but like because you mentioned it so it was in my mind the scene where she comes out of uh doing her whole harley quinn escape battle like with the little door you can just tell like that that is just not there and i was like that (laughs) if that's your only like problem cgi wise i'm like you're doing pretty well so but i mean that's i i must have been on more notice because like you guys were saying it's so much about jungle cruise and this was the next one i saw after jungle cruise Jungle Cruise had really bad CGI. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I just didn't notice it as much. And then, like, I was on more alert. So then I saw that. But besides that, like, literally, when you only have like one or two things you can say about a CGI for a superhero movie, that's pretty good. But like, I, yes. then, I then read into what they did for this movie, and it was wild. Like the opening sequence, they literally said they built like water from them to jump into, sand, and then they would build a jungle that they can go into. It's like 
that's why like, that's wild like that's that's a huge set that probably cost millions of dollars just alone for 10 minutes i know so, that's crazy but it worked because it looked great so yeah suicide squad was great like rat catcher was i think the heart of the film because she's the one that really tugged at your heartstrings and I don't know, like this was such an improvement and I really hope that DC like stays on this like track that they're on. Yeah, lately. I wouldn't. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say this was like the like the best comic book movie ever, but it's definitely really it's really good. Like I said, I can't say I love it, but I did really enjoy it besides those two things I had for it. I think we talked about it, but what 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 th- if you had to make a Suicide Squad, what three characters would you choose? I feel like we said this, but I forgot. Maybe we did. I, I feel like it's like what we were just talking about. Like, did Jimmy give one or did, was it just me and you, Kelly? No, I think it was just me and you. Jimmy didn't say anything. Okay, so Jimmy, we said our three that we liked. What were your top three? If you had to choose a Suicide Squad, I, who would you choose? I, I said Peacemaker, Ratcatcher, and uh, Bloodsport. Oh, you said that? Oh, yeah. so the same. It's the same as mine. Yeah. Okay. Mine was just. What was mine? Mine was oh, Ratcatcher two, <laughs> uh, Bloodsport, Shark. and King Shark. I don't know. King Shark is just. I hope. I hope he comes back because also like st- the guy who who. Um, the guy who did like the whatever it's called when you're on Steven, the onset, Steven the onset, yes, Cievagi. Um, he was like, I know I'm definitely back if they do another movie with King Shark. After that, I'm not sure, but I want to play him forever. And I'm like, I also want to know like where he came from. Like I'm really curious. A lot of these things like made me more curious about the characters, except for Ratcatcher too, because you kind of you kind of got the understanding for her. But most of mm-hmm. the other ones, you're like, I want to know more. So maybe they can do like little HBO Max little spinoffs. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe maybe King Shark can be an Aquaman too. How? I don't know. I he's, just feel like I just feel like he might not fit into Aquaman. <laughs> but Aquaman's very funny, so like I feel like it could fit. He'll be in but jail. King Shark's not King Shark's not his villain. <laughs> I know, but he can just like be like, Hey, what's up? I'm just here eating some fish. Okay. <laughs> Should we rate it? Uh yeah. Okay. Matt? I will give it a eight point five. Kelly? I was going to give it an 8.5. I was going to give it an 8. 8.333333. Okay. Oh, I have a really, before we end this, I have a really quick question. Did anyone find the camera movements weird at times? No. No? Not that I can remember. Okay. I mean, I get it was like a war movie and like, I loved like how they meshed those two together, but like sometimes with like the zooming, it was just a lot at once. And then I read a Are thing. Are you talking about the opening? No, no. Just in general, they did it like the camera movements were a little just. Did ran- you, oh, did you guys enjoy the helmet? The way they filmed the fight scene yeah. initially between Flag and Peacemaker through the helmet. I mean, it was fine. It was my favorite fight scene. But I, I actually I meant to ask you that because I know you hated the Project Power type similar thing. So I was curious if you liked that one. Oh, Project Power, you can't even compare that to this. I liked the helmet thing because one, I also they also showed their faces so you knew they were doing the actual stunts. Okay. So I like that. Project Power is garbage. No, no, I know, <laughs> but it was like similar style the way they did the scene. So I, I was even, curious. I don't even remember it, what you're, what scene you're talking about. I, I'm just saying it's garbage. I literally said, I literally saw the scene and compared it to the one obviously you don't remember and I was like, oh, I have to ask Kelly and then I forgot. On our, If you ever listen to our podcast, guys, if you, it's literally on there, so... You know what scene we're talking about if you've seen it, but I was—I meant to ask you that, but obviously you don't remember. So I don't remember it. No, it was—it wasn't my favorite, but it was cool. It was definitely cool. But no, apparently, but apparently, Quentin Tarantino's editor was for this movie, so that's why, like, they say, like, Quentin Tarantino does a lot of sudden camera zooms and stuff like that. So it made more sense. But I was curious if you guys found it 
random at times. It was cool at times, but sometimes I was like, wait, what? No, because it, I think it, it, it followed the war movie cinematography at points. No, yeah, that's why, except for a couple times, that's why I was just curious if, because I picked it up more the second time I watched it, but I was just mm-hmm. curious what you guys thought. Obviously, yeah. you're fine with it. So, <laughs> is there anything else? I'm trying to think of anything else that we were supposed to talk about. I mean, besides the, oh, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Jimmy, oh no, we talked about this already, but I want to know. I keep seeing fucking articles saying you'll never guess what Guardian is in this movie. I'm like, oh my god, bitch! It yeah. was in the main. It was open. It was right in my face. What do you mean? How am I supposed to not? How am I supposed to not see that? They're like people are shocked that they missed this Guardians cameo. Uh, cameo. I'm like, it's it's fucking Mantis. It's Pond Clemente. Like, it, unless you live under a rock and just are extremely unobservant, it's like she's front and center with a close up. How do you not know it's her? Like, come on. She's a very she like. She's she's really pretty. It's just like she has a very unique look to her. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason I can think is because like Mantis is so CGI in the face, but like still it looks like her. Like it looks still yeah, to me like, at least. It's not that it's not that bad. And I keep like literally I took I took like screenshots of all the things I want to talk about and like that one kept popping up. I was like, why do people like why is it such a surprise? Like literally is the most obvious it's more obvious than like half the shit in the movie. Like, what are you talking about? Maybe it's just like they know it's obvious, but they're just doing it so people get interested. So like it's like a marketing they, tactic. Maybe, I don't know. That might be 100% it. But yeah. I mean, also, before we go, they said that Superman was supposed to be the villain. And if they ever make a sequel, I hope that's the situation because that'd be cool. Or a prequel of Bloodsport and Superman and Flag. I'm also down for that. That's I just want video game. I know. That's the suicide. I was just like, I literally just rewatched that trailer the other day. And as soon as you said that, I was like, like that's a video game. I wonder like, if that's why Warner Brothers was like, maybe you should change it because they're maybe. like, we have a video, but also like, I'll be down to see it. Also, All- they would need Henry Cavill, and who knows if he would come. I back. know it's, it's that's very upsetting, fun. but uh, maybe Bloodsport and Superman find out why he shot him with Rick Flag in it. I'm also fine with that. There's a lot of sequel potential. I mean, spinoff potential with this movie, and I'm for a lot of it. So, and on that note, I've been saying a lot of extra things that keep popping in my head, so we can end it now. Uh, guys, <laughs> we will see you later. Also, don't forget, starting in September, we're reformatting the show. And our it's gonna be each month is gonna be a theme month. And Jimmy, what is our theme? Or just give the it's basic. a surprise A twenty four theme. Is a surprise A twenty four theme. So please stay tuned. The first week in September, the first Monday of September, we are starting this. So we will see you later. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcast, and we want to hear what you think. So leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.